0: What up, my price to sell family? We are back with another incredible episode. This one's going to be value packed. Packed. I'm your host, Matthew Campoli. And. Our lovely, amazing, incredible, talented guest today is Mr. Sahil Juggy. Welcome to the podcast. Good to see you again and thanks for having me. Yeah, I had him on my other podcast uh, not too long ago and he blew our minds. Yeah. Uh, This guy is just super talented in all aspects of real estate. We're gonna get into the whole development side, the investing side, and then the sales side. He has it all covered. Um, Super inspiring to me as well. So thank you, thank you for being that. you, man.
1: Absolutely, man. Love to be here.
0: And thank you for coming. But let's give um, everyone a little brief background into you, uh, how long you've been in the business and kind of where your, your focus is right now.
1: Absolutely. So come from a banking background right out of Laurier. I went to New York to do investment banking. Uh, wasn't for me. Came back, started doing uh, real estate in 2010. So it's now been 12 years that I'm doing it. Um, as an investor, started in 2010, started buying houses, uh, you know, at the time, had a little bit money saved up, moved into the basement, did the house hacking thing. Uh, 2010 and then fast forward to, uh, I guess, to 2022 as an investor. Now I own about 17 properties in Toronto, $25 million dollar portfolio. And I figured that as I became more and more involved in the investment side, a lot of people started coming up to me and saying like, hey, can you help us do the same thing? So for me to like transition naturally into also becoming an agent and helping other people do the exact same thing which is build investment portfolio and i got my real estate license in 2014 so i've been selling real estate for um eight years now and uh, yeah it's been an amazing journey as a investor and last couple of years i've also like now gone into a little bit more in the custom home development in toronto so all aspects of real estate and it's been it's been a lot of fun
0: yeah and you're also known as mink real estate that's right so people look you up on instagram it's mink Real That's estate. right. Mink
1: real estate. One more.
0: And where does that that name come from again?
1: So honestly, I just like my name's hard to pronounce. It yeah. was literally like I don't and on it and anything that you build, I know that the traditional way real estate agents do is that they always want to attach their name. Right. Yes. Like uh for me it was more about like, you know, having Mink so that if I end up building a team, if I end up building a brand, and if I branch out to like, you know, investment fund or building houses I wanted to just stand behind a name, so uh, you know. Event it, it took a little bit transition to like going from Sahil Jaggy to like Mink Real Estate, but now I'm glad to see that Mink is actually you know a bigger name than my own name, and I can then sort of intake more people and build a team behind it.
0: Yeah, it's incredible, man. And we're gonna talk about some big things you have going on after, but let's get into the juicy stuff. Um, you are an agent. Majority of my my I was gonna say clients, but majority of my <laughs> my uh, my podcast guests. We talk about real estate game you know how to excel in certain things but the investment side um i haven't really covered too much of that so i'm i'm very curious to get into that uh so let's just talk about all things real estate investments like first i want to get the mindset because especially nowadays with the market you know all this psychology happening behind the scenes with interest rates and everything people are like do i invest do i not invest so it's like I think regardless of what's happening, you need to have a sp- specific mindset Absolutely. and you having such a big portfolio of 25 million, you know, I'm sure you have that pretty down packed and you've gone through all the waves, right? So let's talk about what kind of mindset to bring into investing in real estate.
1: I think the number one word for me is consistency. Okay. And I can tell you this because I have seen cycles since 2010, like 12 years in Toronto real estate. I think I have a pretty good grasp of how reactive the market is to interest rates going up or certain government regulations coming in or different immigration policies, how they affect, people are very reactive to Toronto. Like Toronto's real estate has typically been known as very reactive. Yes. Interest rates go up, all of a sudden people are like, oh my God, listings start going up. So it's almost that reactiveness has become very predictable, right? So if you it's very important to understand how micro macroeconomically uh, things affect. And as an investor, like when i say consistency whether the market is good whether the market is not good if it's hot if it's a seller's market if it's a buyer's market consistently going out there and looking at deals consistently waking up every morning and finding out our listings going up our listings going down how is pricing being affected consistently reading the news consistently following the trends whether it's pre covid post covid how those things affect Consistency has been my number one best friend in in investments, right? So regardless of how the market is performing, there's opportunities that are going to be out there no matter what, if you're consistently looking on a daily basis. So what I also mean is that, you know, there's a lot of deals that fall into my lap that are affected, you know, above and beyond how the market is. For example, we're door knocking consistently every day and we're looking at certain deals and sometimes people want to sell because you know there's a death in the family. Sometimes people want to sell because there's a time constraint. Sometimes people want to sell because there's you know a, a, like they have, they have a job and they need to move so if you're consistently looking regardless of how the market is behaving, you're going to be on top of it and there's bound to have deals that come into your lap that you can then sell it as at a profit to your sellers or buyers or you can buy it yourself so as an investor your consistent mindset regardless of what external factors are is very important so don't just shut yourself off because the market's now slow or go crazy if the market's high you just have to have a very balanced consistent mindset
0: that very well said and i think it's uh that is super crucial because just like you put you said right there um january february you have that hot market and everyone's like i need to buy now because everyone's yeah. buying so it's <laughs> like instead of there's two extremes there's that extreme and now it's the Oh my God, all this news. So yeah. let me wait. Um, do you need to find that perfect balance in between and operate there steadily?
1: Absolutely. Like, just to give you an example, during COVID, I purchased six properties in Toronto because Love to it. me, that was like, you know, this is a no brainer. It will pass. Yes. And right now, the property is selling for pennies in the dollar. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we were getting 15, 20% off on certain properties that were just selling a few months ago for a much higher. But in the last eight months, I haven't purchased a single property because I feel like it was too overblown. Yeah, But that's what I mean when I say consistency and time and reps in the market because you will, once you see certain reactive things happening, you almost need to separate yourself and have your own vision of how you see the certain things happen. And I think that's really helped me stay and beat the market consistently as an investor in the past 10 years straight. And just to put it out there, like every single client and every single investor client that I work with, which is 90% of my... Uh, my my uh, my client list has beaten the market by double digits consistently over ten years. What I mean by that is, if the market is going at eight to ten percent, my con- my portfolio and my investor's portfolio has outperformed the market by another ten percent above that, whether it's a good or bad market. Yes. So if you understand the market really well and if you're consistently doing this, not in a reactive way, then I think you will truly come out on top as an investor.
0: Amazing. I um I think just having that the consistency and dedication and just being conscious of everything yes you're gonna you're gonna win regardless absolutely uh, let's get into some different types of investments so yeah. let's speak to the young investor out there who you mentioned you started with house hacking so again people a lot of people are just like how am i ever gonna find my own home will i ever be able to purchase a home especially younger people there's a lot of this chatter happening yeah so what are some strategies to get into the market uh maybe for beginners and then let's segue into you know how to scale from there. Yeah. Some some different strategies.
1: So I can absolutely relate. Like in 2010 I was a beginner. I was like twenty four when I started, you know, getting into the market, investing in the market. And even at that time you hear a lot of chatter where everybody's like it's too expensive and it's impossible. Et cetera, et cetera. I think ac- taking action is very, very important. Um if you have a bit of money saved up, there is ways where you can go out there, meet the experts um, you know, joint venture partnership with people. Yes. Um, and there's different methods where you can get creative and you know, go out there and pitch deals to someone. So for example, if I'm a younger kid, and I've put in enough time in figuring out that, hey, this property, these are the numbers, this is what the upside is, this is where I see the equity appreciation happening, this is what the cash flow is, and I've got a beautiful idea in front of me, backed by experts, to take that idea, then find an investor who will put the capital in and help you on the financing part, and there's a lot of people out there with a lot of money that Mm -hmm. want to be hands-off, so you can take the active role as a young investor, and as long as your due diligence is really good, and you have a very good idea, I don't think money is ever going to be a problem. And there's a million excuses in the books where, you, where I can give you a 1000 reasons why not to do things. But you have to get over that. And you have to be able to say, "I make up your mind to like, hey, I want to become a successful investor, I want to get into the market. And I'm going to source the right people who've done it successfully in the last five to 10 years. And I'm going to come up with an idea and then pitch it to people and move forward and build my portfolio. And I think uh, in, a, in a world where inflation is upon us and a lot of things are uncertain, real estate has always been a very proven way of one of the most consistent way to grow and grow wealth, right? Yes. So I think it's the taking the action is very important. And there are ways where you can go out there and learn, meet the experts, create a good idea and raise financing and keep moving forward. Absolutely. And
0: These where you can source these kind of mentor figures and stuff, whether it's like books or courses or podcasts. What what would um, what's a good place to start? Any like specific books you recommend or avenues where people can jump into and learn from?
1: So it'd be wrong for me to say source books because I don't read books. I've never read a book on on real estate ever. I've never made it past the first chapter. There you go, guys. You don't need to go and read a book. There's (laughs) other ways. I'm not promoting don't read books. But I think like for me, it's more exciting to see locally. Like, for example, your podcast, there's different podcasts out there where you can see experts talking. I think social media has really opened the gates of a lot of people who have a platform to go out there and, and, you know, sort of... uh, meet these experts and source and find these experts um i also think there's a lot of people who are online and on social media claiming to be experts but they have no experience so it's also important to have a good selection process yeah so um i think if you have passion in something and you're willing to spend time into learning and finding the right experts shouldn't be an issue today because again social media has really opened so much uh so many avenues to connect with people so go out there meet the right people, take a lot of meetings, and if somebody has been doing something successfully in the last five to 10 years, offer internship and learn. And I think once you do that, once you're in an environment where it's been proven to be successful, I think you'll find the right methods of doing things.
0: Yeah, I, I cannot agree more. And uh, it's just getting out there and making the proper connections. Yeah, and absolutely. Once you put some, like, we have similar mindsets, but once you put something in your mind, you really you know, put your passion behind, your energy behind it, doors will just open.
1: Absolutely. Right? And it's not enough to just also be motivated. That, you know, there's so many motivating things being said out there, quotes everywhere. And for all sure. That stuff. Definitely. It's also important to navigate through it um, in a very intelligent way. Yes. So, what I mean by that is, you know, you have all this energy because you're motivated, but also don't make mistakes because, for example, I say this to all my clients your first two properties that you buy is going to either open up your ability to buy more, or completely crush you because you made the wrong decision. Yeah. So separate your emotions out of it. Select the right people to work with somebody who's had the background uh, of you know investments, and then work with them to grow your portfolio. I think there's a lot of ways you can do that now.
0: Definitely, most definitely. So let's uh, segue into a bit of the development game. Yeah. Again,
1: not really talked about.
0: You know. Yeah. And um, you've been doing well. You've been doing your custom builds. You have some ambitions to go multifamily and larger scale which is absolutely amazing and you know some of the most successful people out there are the developments world the developers the builders and, and people at that level with real estate so um you know let's talk about that a little bit how you can get into that how you can utilize all the tools and skills you've learned as, as a realtor as an investor yeah and then move into like the that game there
1: sure yeah so Development today, I can tell you, out of sales, development investing is my biggest passion. Yes. I absolutely love getting, watching like a site that was an old house sitting on it, and yeah. the finished product of a luxury home and the process that goes behind it.
0: And just to cut in right there, was that always your passion, or did this, did this no, come I think through I, the experience again?
1: I, I if I am doing something, my brain is always trying to work towards what's the next step, what's the next yes. step. So yes. because one of the, the strategy of my purchasing investment properties was always buy older homes on big piece of land that come with the upside of going to its highest and best use. Yes. Uh, What I realized was that a lot of the bungalows that I owned that were cash flowing well and when they came to a saturation point where I'm like, you know what, I need an exit strategy. I noticed that I was selling them to builders who were adding more value to sell it further. Beautiful. So I'm like, why not take on that role and add additional value to this property, uh, get it to its highest and best use and be also the builder who's selling them. Yes. And then came the, okay, so if I'm going to get into luxury home development, what can I do different? So I'm only into modern, contemporary, open open concept spaces of homes. I don't do traditional homes. So I'm like, okay, this is a small segment of, you know, there is people who love the flat roofs, straight lines, windows, open concept, yeah. like LA style homes. Yes, yes. And I started getting into that. Again, the passion really helped me spend more and more time and reps on it. Went out there, sourced the right designer who specializes in something like that eventually we built a friendship. He now works in the office. He shares the office with me. So I learned a ton from him as well. And we started building modern contemporary homes and they did really well. So this year I'm actually building four custom luxury homes and, you know, just to understand the process of getting permits, licensing, zoning, uh, and, you know, understanding what kind of building components go into each, you know, each the process of construction, the timeline of construction. And you know i realized that that was also synergizing with my sales really well what i mean by that is like just by being a builder and understanding these different things that go into the process of construction and taking that value and bringing it to My clients who are also looking to do the same thing really set me apart as a real estate agent. In the last one year, I did so well because 80% of my clients were all investors or builders. Yeah. Who are like, you know, this agent doesn't just do the regular negotiation and the paperwork, which is something, of course, that we're doing. Yeah. But he also understands if he looks at a site, that what kind of house you'll be able to build, what kind of square footage you'll be able to extract, and what the end value will be because I'm doing that for myself. Yes. So to take that value uh, as a builder and as a luxury home developer and also bringing that into my sales business really helped me scale as an agent as well. So they all go hand in hand, yes. right? You're just doing different things and more things. And what's exciting about that is as an agent, yeah. you're,
0: you're helping that person purchase. Exactly. You're helping them plan and you're selling it. Exactly. Right? So,
1: you know, multiply your deals by four almost. But yeah, right, right. per client. And, and now, um, like, you know, I, I introduce them to the architect. I introduce them to the contractor. Yes, so there's referrals involved. exactly. And then I'm selling them at a much higher price, price, price point. Yes. And with the experience of also helping them plan the development. How many bedrooms should you have based on the comparables? How much your ceiling heights should be? What kind of home you should design? So I really help people with even a lot of money who are looking to do development, but even in a hands-off way. Yes, so it's almost added an extra uh, thing in our office where we're like helping people buy, build, design, sell.
0: That in itself is yeah. such a good marketing tool. Yeah, and I really right? enjoy it too. Yeah, so
1: it's, you have to enjoy what you're doing. Most definitely, right? that so that's, that's the most important part.
0: And it's not a guessing game because you know exactly what's going on. You know the steps, right? Exactly. Let's let's do let's break, can we break down one of your your builds? Absolutely. Okay, so let's talk like just briefly, mm-hmm. and you know, kind of Cole's notes it. Your start to finish with one of the properties that sure. you worked on. Let's do it.
1: Yeah. So uh, I can, which one was, so the one I can tell you is like, okay, so I bought a property in 2012. Okay. The first build I ever did. Yeah. Uh, I bought the land for 700,000. Mm-hmm. For two years from 2012. Was it just land? It was a house on it. Okay. So from 2012 to 2014, I was renting the house and it was paying for itself. So yes. cash flows were baking even. Yeah. 2014, I decided I'm going to build this property into a 3000 square feet contemporary home. Mm-hmm. The cost of construction at the time we spent about eight hundred thousand on it. So seven hundred was the cost of land, eight hundred thousand was the construction cost, and I sold that house for two point six million. Wow! So I cashed out one point one million as profit. Wow! And uh, if you know development well, and if you understand development really well, the, the the kind of earnings can also really be on a different scale altogether, right? You're working on something for one year. All you think is that. Oh my God, I'm just paying bills. I'm just paying invoices. Yes. But in the end you get that big fat check and yes. you have that ability to then go and reinvest that money. Yes. And that's what I did uh, during 2020. I started two other bills. Similar at the gig, buy them for six, seven hundred thousand, build them for another seven, eight hundred thousand, and then you then you flip. I think the key in development and luxury development is also that economy as a scale is a big thing and I realized that whether you're building one house or two houses or maybe four that I'm building this year your time spent is almost similar mm-hmm. right because you have to dedicate a lot of the time into development yes. so for me uh, you know economy of a scale is very important so what I mean by that is now I'm planning to do minimum three to four a year If I don't have three or four projects in hand that I'm going to be building, then you might as well take that time and dedicate it into sales or investment side of things. Yes. So if you're building and if you understand building really well and you're doing three, four projects together, then that economies of scale can really be amazing payoffs. Not to mention you have more control over your contractors and you have better pricing on materials, et cetera, et cetera. And speaking of materials, did you
0: find there was... Any, were you affected in any way with you know uh, materials doubling in price and and uh, the the scarcity with materials lately yeah. that was there
1: was that a challenge post-covid it's a huge challenge yeah so but you know thankfully it's also been um the result of which is also poured into real estate pricing so you know the luxury home sales even the price of luxury home sales has gone up 23 24 percent since pre-covid mm-hmm. right so um to be honest, cost of land is expensive, materials is expensive, and that's why it's even more important to be doing more than one project at a time because you really need to cut that cost of construction down because cost of construction is high now. From $200, $250 a square feet, now you're building at $370, $400 a square feet. And you need to plan that in advance to make sure that you know, in a worst case scenario, you'll be able to sell this house for an X price and you're walking away with a profit. So
0: regardless of the challenges, you still figure it out just like anything you adapt.
1: Look, you always figure it yes. out. Yes. Markets mm-hmm. always going to change. Things yeah. are always going to keep changing. You have to know how to adapt. So, you know, for example, if Elon Musk comes in, comes out with Tesla, what does Ford say? Oh, the future is electric, so we're just going to stop building cars? Yeah. They're going to say, okay, you know what? We need to segue into electric cars and we're going to build another factory that's going to build electric cars and they're going to go now and compete with people like Tesla or whatnot. You don't just sit and say, well, again, million reasons not to do things and excuses. Or as a businessman, every morning that you wake up, you consistently adapt to changing trends and always stay ahead. It's important to stay sharp.
0: Yes. Agreed, man. And um, you're just a balanced, like just that balanced mindset of just like that that sticking within your core strength. Exactly. And that foundation you have is literally going to get you through anything so
1: exactly and and matt like if you're going to be making like you know 300 400 or let's say even a million dollars a year in commission everybody can have a good or bad year yep how do you consistently make good income going every day has been like you said balance yep. if you crack a really good deal doesn't mean that you go and take off for the next four days yeah right even though traveling i always endorse I mean you could but probably i'm saying do that <laughs> i wake up and, and if i close a deal if i don't close a deal if i had a win or a loss yeah my waking up the next morning, and going into the office at the exact same time and pulling those six seven hours a day that I need to really focus don't change so good and bad days you just have to take it in as part of business for and sure, and you don't let it affect you and you go in next day with the exact same winning mindset
0: absolutely so I'm sure that's uh, a lot of people can take some nuggets out of that, especially from the mindset standpoint, but beyond being successful investor uh, investor developer you 're also a high producing real estate agent, yes right, and um, literally you are the perfect trifecta so a lot of our a lot of majority of our listeners are agents right, and I do want to get into like how you crush that too, right like you have amazing branding, you have mink, you make a lot of informative videos uh, they 're super capturing, okay. and uh, they really bring an audience in, and that leads to business for you so let 's get into like the importance of branding and how you've able been able to balance and still perform such high numbers in terms of like GCI and everything. Yeah. Let's, let's chat about that a bit.
1: So I asked myself the same question I did when I started in real estate in 2014, when I was an inexperienced person working in an area where not a lot of, you know, young, like for example, I came from banking. So the most important thing for me was how do I become different? Yes. What do I do different? Mm-hmm. Real estate agents now, you know, there's an increase in real estate agents post-COVID significantly. I would say it's a saturated industry. Very saturated. So how do you stand out? Yeah. And by that, what I mean is how do you bring value to your clients a lot more than what other real estate agents are doing? So for me, it was like, okay, what are my strengths? And my strengths are not like I have a amazing walk-in closet or you know i'm in fashion industry so i can present myself for me it was all about i come from an investment background so i'm going to be an investor focused real estate agent which is choosing your niche right so as a real estate agent you need to understand what your strengths are and how you can convert those strengths into value for your clients yes so coming back to the same point if i'm a successful investor and i'm successfully building homes I want to now turn that into branding for sales and specifically focus on people who are looking for real estate as a as an investor, right? So maybe I don't cater too much to people who are looking to buy condos downtown or people who are looking to buy in Pickering and become the jack of all trades. I want to narrow down to what I do really good and how I'm going to provide the absolute best value to anybody looking for investments or somebody looking for lots to build. Yep. So. As a real estate agent, if you're coming into this industry, which is already saturated, you absolutely need to spend majority of your day figuring out how are you going to, what is your strengths, what is your niche, and what exactly, how you're going to turn that into branding and bring value to your client, which is going to be above and beyond any other real estate agent is doing. For right? sure. Because every industry is saturated. Like It's not just specific to real estate agent. it's not a complaint. It's just a matter of, are you doing enough? To sit in front of your client and ex- and convince them that your value is a lot more than any other real estate agent, right? Yep. So and that comes with narrowing down what your strengths are, narrowing down what your niche is, you know, farming an area which is a lot more smaller. Uh, for example, you know, in, in in your case, in your videos that I see, is that you know you you have amazing humor. So you take that and you use it as strength because you're now using your humor to attract more attention towards your clients' listings. Yes. If I. If I'm right. Right. So, and to me, if I see your videos versus a lot of other videos, I get a gig out of it. But the thing is the result of that is I've now paid more attention to your listing than anybody else using your strengths, that niche and that strength, bring it into value is what stands a real estate agent apart.
0: Exactly. And just, and just creating your brand around you and your authentic self as a person. Exactly. Like you, you have like nailed everything on the head in terms of what you're strong at and you focus solely like you've rifled it right instead of shotgunning let me let me focus a little bit here but let me try this let me try this try this like you've gone full force over the years consistency consistently and look at the results you know I've done the same the year three I was like or year two and a half I was like you know I'm just an idiot sometimes but I love it people love it It's
1: hilarious you've been creating interest in sales is one of the biggest things yes The person looking at your videos has to be interested in your video. Yep. So you're doing it through humor. I'm doing it through investor investor mindset. Yep. Regardless, we're hitting the target market of that specific people. You narrow it down. More you narrow it down, more strong you become in that core.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And then... Just by default, it's just success at the yeah. end of that. You and know? rest is just obvious, right? Exactly. You have
1: to have great value, you have to have good ethics, you have mm-hmm. to have your paperwork, right? And you have to have a for sale, you have to have a good photographer. Yes. That stuff is obvious. Yeah. It's become a prerequisite now, mm-hmm. right? You need to show your listings well. Yep. What else are you doing? Exactly. How else are you bringing value in, truly?
0: Yes, cannot have said that better, man. Cannot have yeah. said that better. So as we end here, um, I always like to ask my guests, predictions although we don't have crystal ball and it's literally impossible but especially now we are currently in april uh end of april and we've had interest rates come up talks of you know another increase all this stuff on the news psychology like we mentioned before i already kind of know your answer but what would you think is going to happen to the market let's say going into 2023
1: yeah so as i mentioned you know ties right into my reactive nature of Mm -hmm. toronto which is You know, as interest rates are going up, you're already seeing the reaction of things slowing down a bit, uh, which means that in the next coming months, all the buyers that were not able to buy anything because of the heated markets, they have to be ready to now pull the plug on deals that come into the market. As long as your cash flows are good, as long as... The properties are being sold at a price where you know they're not overvalued or overballooned up i think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for buyers yes it's going to now turn a little bit more the scales are going to now turn into a little bit more of a buyer's market 1, and a little bit more balanced market yeah it's also become an ever more important to make your selections right which means the asset class that you're purchasing has to be correct uh, I've always thought that, you know, a lot of the pre-construction out there, the prices are very ballooned up because of the marketing that goes behind it. And just the simplicity of pre-construction where people don't have to worry about their mortgaging, but you have to be careful too. You do, you right? do. So uh, I've always been a believer as an investor to be conservative, yep. to be uh, smart, and although more important to work with people who have experience, who have reps, who also know what they're doing in, in the niche of what they what they, what they, they are. So work with the experts, source the right people. Um, I'm also starting an education platform. Yes, let's get into year. that. Let's get into this. Um, I think your education, I'm sure you and me can, and anybody who's watching this podcast, especially if you're an agent, will agree with me that Aria doesn't teach you that shit. You're going to no. do those five <laughs> courses. Yeah. You're going to come out and you're going to think you're an expert agent. Absolutely Wipe not. it all. So what are you doing? That, uh, what are you learning? Yeah. So, you know, as a person in the last eight years who's done all three segments to somewhat success, I want to turn that into an education platform called Mink Academy, in which in two-day boot camp I'm going to teach people how to become very good at sales and bring value to your clients. Number two, how to become a good investor and also understand renovations, development, and the processes behind it. This will help you because if you want to be an investor yourself, you'll now know how to crack numbers. Uh, if you want to get into flips yourself, you'll know how to like you know understand the components and understand the process that goes behind it. And take all that value and also synergize it to your sales and become a better real estate agent who provides value above and beyond just doing contracts. Yeah. So there's a platform that we're starting called Mink Academy, and uh, hopefully that will bring that two days of boot camp where people will understand and learn this value. So I'm very excited for that, and I love mentorship and love educating. So uh, to take that and to spread it out where people can benefit from it, it's, it's all the all the better, right? Yeah,
0: it's great stuff, man. Proud Thank of you. you. I think uh, those boot camps will be. Super valuable for whoever is going to show up, and I think you're going to fill it up because, again, just you being behind it, yeah, in itself, people are going to learn a lot. So appreciate that, guys. Stay tuned for that. But listen, man, you've been fantastic as always. Thank you. Pleasure connecting. It's our second time chatting together. Uh, Definitely bring you on again. You know, because you do share a lot, a lot of value that can consistently be spread. So I just want to thank you for coming. Absolutely. And everyone out there. Before I sign off, I want to thank everybody who came to hear me speak at the buzz conference, um, and who came up to me in person to share their, your, their impact with me on the price to sell podcast, what it's done for you. Super humbling. Um, I'm, I, re- I didn't know how to react in the moment. was not expecting a lot of that. So love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in all the time and being so consistent and sharing it and spreading the love. Uh, we're only going to get better and better. So thank you. But this is the end of this episode. And as always, don't don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with everybody you know, your entire network. Okay, I'm watching you. And we'll see you on the next one. Peace.